when we tell God, you know, what he should think about us, that's really not allowing God to uh, be God. Hello, and welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I hope you won't be disappointed, but this is not Dave Donaldson or Scott Young. My name is Chrissy Cochran, and I'm the Executive Director of Communications for CityServe. And we're doing just a little bit of a ladies' takeover here for this episode. And I'm joined by my guest co-host, Mindy Wegner, who has a wonderful background as a communications expert in public speaking and is currently the executive administrative assistant to the co-founder and executive team. So we have a really special treat for you guys. We wanted just to be able to come in and kind of boot the guys out just for an episode or so and just take over. Right, Mindy? Exactly. I think it's time. And I'm so excited that we've got Cheryl with us today and really that this falls to us to have a great conversation with Cheryl. Yes. We're going to talk about her book, The, the Lie Not. And I don't know, I, when I heard and read that title and looked through this, I just felt like that is a concept that resonates with all of us. Yeah. Just the idea is that lies are not linear and that's never just one and they're just a big knot. So I'm looking forward to this. I think it, we can all learn and grow. So Chrissy, what do you think? I think that's great. And before we bring on Cheryl, I have to ask you, Mindy, and now you have quite the great background because you are actually a communications expert in public speaking, and which is incredible. So there's, I feel like there's so much fear in public speaking, right? You feel like mm -hmm. that's what people say, like, my greatest fear is this in public speaking. I hear that over and over, right? It's kind of like a cliche. It's a cliche and it's even been studied. Really? People say, you know, according to studies, it's it's everyone's number one fear. Like, yes. But if we're talking about lies and when we get to Cheryl and talk about the lies mm. that could entangle us, right? And this, that word picture is so good, the lie not. Like uh -huh. that is just, yeah, it's a great visual of what happens to our minds and our soul when we are believing the lies. The lies maybe someone has told us or the lies of the enemy or the lies we just create in our own subconscious Right. So like what, what do you think of when you think of lie not, Mindy? Yeah, exactly. And as it relates to public speaking, the bottom line is that the fears are really universal. We just apply them differently. In public speaking, we get afraid about how we're going to come across. Will they like me? Will they approve of my message? And we it kind of translates to all of life. Right. You know, so it's a fear. Sometimes I feel like our lies are so fear centered. Sometimes I feel like they're comparison centered. Sometimes they're the lies that we heard and believed as a child. And I, you know, I think Cheryl can really speak into this far better than you and I can, but I know we get it. We just understand how even lies drive our behavior. Right. Yeah. It could be debilitating a lot. And I know even, you know, what, well, when we were, discussing Cheryl coming on and talking about the lie not and, and what it can do to our lives. I then thought about then the truths that come into our lives, right? That counteract that, right. that are really life-giving. And I'm sure Cheryl's going to talk about it. So I don't want to <laughs> go too much, but That's you know what? I, am, I immediately thought of like, what's a truth in my life that was like said over me? And it was like, 
as a little girl, my dad used to always say, Crystal, you're a leader, you're a leader, you're a leader. And I didn't even know what that meant. But as I got older, he would keep on reinforcing that and saying that and speaking that into my life. So when any time there was something that landed in that was like, no, you're you're not a leader, you're a follower, you're not going to amount to anything, like immediately that truth came in, how my dad spoke that in to my life. So there's like, there's, you. Could, I'm sure you get Cheryl's going to dive in how we we take these lies and we replace them with truth. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. I, I love that. I'm looking forward to this so much. Okay. Well, let's, let's dive in and let's hear from the expert on this. Now it is with great pleasure that I get to introduce my friend, Cheryl Giesbrick Turner. So she is all about exchanging hurt for hope. That is her message. She shares with audiences as a radio and television personality, author, and speaker. She's a dynamic teacher and motivating leader. Giesbrick has endured many challenges and changes, moving her to a deep faith, trust, and dependence on God. Uh, so Cheryl leads the Community Freedom Ministry at Canyon Hills Church in Bakersfield and serves as the Southwest Freedom in Christ Regional Director of Care and Training. She is an author. I love Cheryl's books, guys. She is an award-winning author of five books. And one that we're going to talk about today is her fifth book called Unraveling the Lie Knot, Finding Freedom from the Tangles of Discouragement, Deception, and Depression. It was released last summer and won the Nonfiction Christian Market Book Award with Advanced Writers and Speakers. So she, um, wow, she's done so much, but she also has a heart for missions and is avid about reaching out to the poor and needy locally through the local rescue mission and worldwide through various ministry partners. And the joys of Giesbrick's life are her children and 14 grandchildren, along with enjoying running 5K races with her 89-year-old mother. That's amazing. I love that. I can't believe that. <laughs> welcome. Awesome. Welcome to the Influencers Podcast, Cheryl. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you ladies today. Such a pleasure. Well, we're really glad Such to have pl- So Cheryl, I know we're good friends. We've known each other for a few years. We go to church mm-hmm. together. I love that. And I have heard your story several times. And Cheryl, you'd probably laugh at me when I try to retell your story to people. And I go, Oh, let me tell you, Cheryl's been through so much. And she's, she's just, she's a great survivor and I never do it justice. So please tell us, tell us a little bit about your background, um, your background story. Thank you. I will try and do a a reader's digest version. I was rejected as a child in ballet class. And that really is the opening story of one of the chapters of the book. My rejection issues turned into ways of coping, which ended up as I was a teenage alcoholic drug user. So between the ages of probably 11 through 16, 17, I was one of those kids that we pray for, one of those prodigal kids. My parents really didn't know what to do with me, addicted to cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, and all of the things that go along with supporting those habits. Well, God got a hold of my life when I was 17 And I ended up going away to Bible school, went to Biola University, married or found a wonderful man who I fell in love with and we ended up getting married. But our our story really began because we reached out to prodigal kids through Youth for Christ. And that was in Orange County at Biola University, married Pastor Paul. And then we moved up to his hometown, which is Bakersfield. So I've been here in Bakersfield as a transplant. And why that's important is because that was a difficult time in my life, which I'll talk about in the later on in the interview. But 
why it's important to understand all of the things that I did as far as getting, um, you know, a husband, finishing my degree in Bible. Um, those things really were hard for me because I still didn't like myself as what I knew I did as a juvenile delinquent. In fact, I really could not trust my friends, my pastor's wife's friends. Paul was a pastor. We were at three different churches here in Bakersfield, but it was not until I understood what a Linot is and was for me or continues to be something that I submit to God about um, that I was able to say, yeah, I, I need to do something about this because Paul would say this phrase to me regularly. He'd say things like, why don't you figure out what's wrong with you? And I'd be like going, hmm. you gotta be kidding me. You know, that's not really compassion that you want to hear from your husband. And so um, needless to say, that took me to a point that I was depressed as a young mother pregnant with our second child. And we'll talk about that later on. But so the next part of my story is that not only am I a recovered drug addict, I'm also a stage four cancer survivor. So years after I understood how to cut through the lies, I was speaking and writing and really enjoying my found freedom, my newfound freedom, sharing it with women across the nation and also started out in, in radio here, right here in Bakersfield. Well, um, found a lump underneath my left eye. It was diagnosed as stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in my bone marrow in five places in my body. So that was another opportunity that God allowed me to face um, something that was totally out of my control. My health was really at a crucial point of I was facing death. So praise the Lord. I did what my doctors told me to do. And then some had a lot of prayer, people around the world praying for my healing. And I was ready to go and be with Jesus, but it wasn't my time. And then about five years later, after I totally recovered from stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, my first husband, Pastor Paul, was killed in an accident. And I faced another trial that I had, I didn't know anything about, widowhood. And that was a time where God really showed up as my husband. And now I had a close relationship with God prior to that, obviously, but it was deepened during that time of working two jobs, finding that I had a leak in my roof, um, had to replace my roof, my bathroom. God, God did so many amazing things through his people, but also through his presence in my life. So those are three of the things that probably are what I call the big three that I think Chrissy's alluding to. How did I do Chrissy? It was good. It was way better than I can do. It was great, Cheryl. Thank you so much for sharing because that's some there's some heavy stuff there. The City Serve initiatives hit several of those things, don't they? Correct. Yes. Yes. And the Influencers so Podcast powered by City Serve. Yeah, we have all the 10 initiatives in there where we serve um, those who are hurting and suffering, definitely. It, Cheryl, the couple things you said that just stuck with me I just think these are, you said words that people feel when you said, I didn't like myself. Mm. And you said, I didn't trust my friends, right? The pastor's wives or the, oh, the best of us, right? Whatever. I didn't trust my friends. I didn't like myself. That just, 
do you, anything else you can share with us? Just think there's a listener here that that hit them between the eyes that you would say that just can bring some direction and hope to them on that. What, what we want to do when we haven't um, processed traumatic events is we want to go back and change. We want to erase the hard drive of our emotions, our memories and mistakes. And, and often how that works is we see the things that are negative. And those I think I know is what the, those are, I know are what the enemy uses to trip us up. And that really is um, what moved me to a deeper faith of just trying to um, fix things on my own, um, you know, using the, the best um, schedule organizer or closet organizer or the diet that was going to help me lose that extra weight or the, the fashion that would help me fit in. And I learned, as we know, that all of those things are empty. They're not going to do it because I was not allowing God to show me what he had for me. And it's not like I didn't ask him. It just wasn't the right time for me to receive what he had planned for me. What happened was I was a busy uh, young pastor's wife and I was very depressed. One morning I couldn't get out of bed. I was um, pregnant with our second child. I was running around after our three-year-old and yet I couldn't seem to gather myself together enough to, to do what I needed to do as a mom and even a wife. And I was doubting God. I was in a time of depression and questioning God. Well, you've come through for everybody else, but not for me. And here I had my Bible degree and I was leading Bible studies and prayer groups, but yet I believed God for everybody else, but not for me. You know, Cheryl, uh, you know, I think about, about that. You're saying, you know, I've got all this going on yet. I can't pull myself out. I can't fix me on my own. I don't know what's wrong. And I see God showing up for everybody else. But, you know, I'm doing the right things. And so how do you lay that at the feet of God? And is there like practical steps you say in just the few minutes we have? Like, What are some tangible, practical things you'd say? You're there. You're trying to exchange those lies for truth. You need healing. Here's some steps you've got to do. I think a real key thing is understanding what it means to know your identity in Christ. And identity in Christ really is believing that once you know Jesus as your savior, everything is changed. When we have, you know, the knowing that we know that our Holy Spirit is residing in us, the Lord's Holy Spirit is residing in us, but our mind goes to our default mechanisms of coping, but also thinking, well, really the enemy lies to us. And he says, well, nothing's changed. But speaking God's truth over us through the identity in Christ statements, there are three things that I am accepted, I am loved, I am significant, and I am um, secure. Another way of putting it is I'm safe. And those are huge for women. As we're talking about, um, you know, most of us, we can't accept ourselves because we don't like some of the choices that we made in the past or that were made for us. And so knowing that God accepts us regardless or in spite of our past mistakes, it's because 
you know, he doesn't hold our past against us, but we do. And so we have to remember that it helps to remember, not we have to, I'm not your mother, but I'm saying it helps to remember what God tells us in his word. And that's through knowing our identity in Christ and having at least one or two scriptures that are really our default way of thinking through what God says is true. Yeah, that's good. I love just the power of like discussing like the power of saying those words out loud, of saying those truths. And as you repeat it over, you know, your heart and mind will catch up to really believe it inside and out, right? But you just got to say it out loud. But now, and I know in your, in your most recent book, Unraveling the Lie Knot, Finding Freedom from the Tangles of Discouragement and Deception and Depression. So it goes back to really addressing the false beliefs that hold us back. So you keep on moving forward. So can you explain, Cheryl, what, what is a lie knot? Just unpack it for us. Yes. Yeah, so a lie knot can be, and most of the time it's a traumatic event that has not been processed cor- correctly or even not at all. And for me, I mentioned it was being bullied. And when that happened was I was in ballet class and there were some really tiny little ballerinas and I've always been big boned and not fat, but just bigger than them. And they were bullying me. And so it was those things, those labels that they called me fatkin, sausage, you look horrible in about in a leotard and comparing myself, as you guys mentioned, comparing ourselves to others, it really doesn't do anyone any good, does it? (laughs) And so um, the lie knot for me translated into my soul being wounded. And the wounds were the things that I took into um, elementary school, then they were reinforced. The enemy knows how to do that, doesn't he? Reinforced when I wasn't picked for sports teams. Um, I was overlooked by teachers. I was not um, asked to birthday parties. You guys understand that. I'm sure you can relate to some of those things. So then as an adolescent, Going into junior high and high school, my parents had moved around a lot when I was a kid. So every school I went to, I wanted to fit in and I was willing to do whatever it took to fit into those, what I thought were popular kids. Well, for me, it was getting into drugs, uh, numbing those things that I wanted to change those labels, really couldn't do that. But I thought, okay, if I'm, you know, using, then I don't have to feel it, but I'm also connected to a group in a way that was really unhealthy. But for traumatic events, you know, not everyone has had like what you would call a severe one. I just really encourage people, women, especially to not compare your trauma to anyone else's because it's your own, it's your own story. And if it hurt at the time it happened, that's trauma. And you have to really say, sometimes I've heard, you probably heard the, the um, phrase, we're only as sick as the secrets that we keep. And for me, maybe that, you know, ballet class story was a secret that I really didn't want to admit was traumatic, but it really was. Um, So uh, back to the definition the traumatic events that happen to each one of us as individuals translate into our soul being wounded. And these hurts can occur for different reasons. Sometimes because of our own bad choices, 
and other times because of choices that were made for us that we felt out of control about. One thing that I love to say is when we're deceived, we don't know it. So remember when Pastor Paul was saying, why don't you figure out what's wrong with you? I was deceived and I didn't know. I mean, I'd pushed down the ballet bullying, if you will, for so long. Once it started coming out, that was the reason for my depression. It was starting to come up and that's when we both got professional help but it was also through the ministry of Neil Anderson that we realized that there were some tools. And that's what I share in the book is the tools that are available, many of them free for anyone who would like to grab onto those. And it's like having a big pair of shears to cut through those lie knots. That's so good. I think of when you say a lie knot, you know, you know, when you have like really pretty necklaces and then they get tangled in your, in your jewelry box and they're like so tight, like it's near impossible to get them out. I, and right now you guys in my jewelry box, I have a giant <laughs> knot of actually several <laughs> older necklaces. And I am just like, I'm just going to have to sit here with diligence and intention and pull out every single one to do this entanglement. And so I, I love that, Cheryl, you talk about the, the events in our life and our history that really just it takes work, right? To take out each thing and unravel each knot or else how can we move forward? And Mindy, I would love your thoughts on this too, as far as like we're talking about on the influencers podcast, how we can um, be influencers for Christ wherever we have us. And those lie knots can hold us back, right? I love that visual, Christy. That is so great. And Cheryl, I think when it's a knot, is it like that, that you know, you take a little pin and you just work and you pull out a little bit of that knot on that necklace and you work it, work it, and then it expands and loosens and then you can work on the other strands. Is it like, is that the kind of work you you say? Yes, it is. And usually my recommendations for, I'm leading a virtual group right now. It's our second one. And these are from women from all over the world. And it's so interesting because, you know, how it is, what the enemy wants us to think is there's too much. Where do I start? And I just say, just ask God to show you one, one, one at a time. That's all we have to do. But really it is like that. But I think when I was, I know when I was in my depression, it was like too overwhelming. And that's why I didn't know what to do, where to start. And I had to have one person kind of speak into my life. And that was so helpful, not just the Lord, not just his word, but it was affirmed or confirmed by our counselor. That's so good. Yeah. Okay. Two questions I have before you wrap us up, Chrissy. Uh, one, Cheryl, you said you've got to remember there's one or two scriptures. And I wondered, is there a scripture or two that you stand on in your re process and that you say, like I need it too. And if there's any other steps that you, you know, want to say to us. Yes. Uh, the scripture is Romans eight, one, there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because where I was stuck for 20 years was in shame and blame and unworthiness because I kept arguing with God that I wasn't worthy to be forgiven. And for that concept, it really has a way of saying to me, don't get, don't put yourself in God's place. Because when we tell God, you know, what, 
we should, he should think about us. That's really not allowing God to uh, be God. <laughs> and so that one was huge. And then Romans 12, one and two is to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we can't renew our mind on our own. And that takes total dependence and a real choice to um, decide what thoughts we're going to allow to land. And, you know, not every thought that we think is our own. And so we've got to say, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Yes, that's true. I'm going to say to the Lord, thank you for affirming that. Or when you're making a decision about something, um, it's really important to have at least one or two scriptures right handy for you. That's great. That's so good. I love just kind of going back to your secret place in the morning, your Bible study devotional, asking the Lord, show me where to start. It's where you said, what you said, right, Cheryl, show me where to start. And those um, powerful scriptures to read over. Well, I know like your book sounds amazing. Like everyone, we've all been through something, like you said, whether it's severe and dramatic or, you know, it still has an effect on our life in any, any which way. But where can our listeners get a copy of your book and to find out more about you? Yes, it's on my website, which is which is S-H-E-R-Y-L-G-T dot com. Well, that's awesome. Well, we've just so loved having you on. Just spend a little time. I feel like we can continue to talk about this for probably hours on end, you know, and just have coffee and have another ladies takeover for this. But I wish we could continue. Um, before we check out, I love to find out, Cheryl. You, I know, are always reading something. Tell us, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Wow, that's that's a great question, Chrissy. Um, I'm going through Wendy Speaks, the 40-day social media fast. Oh, my. Ooh. Yeah, and that's been really great. Um, I was in the Christian bookstore right here in Bakersfield, Majesty Bible and Gifts, and I was actually looking for a Bible that I was going to be reading through the year I got. And also it's a Bible that has a leather cover that I'm reading through, you know, five chapters a day, but I got the um, 40 day social media fast and it's been so good. I'm on day 23 and I'm thinking, you know, I think I'm going to do another one of her books uh, after that. So she's really good. She's a great author. That's great. One thing I love to read, you know, that Chrissy. So, um, so thank you for asking that. That's a really good question. Well, I told Mindy, we're going to ask her because I feel like whatever someone's reading gives them gives us insight into who they are, what they enjoy, what they're learning. And also, we always love good book recommendations. Mm -hmm. That's right. Christy and I got one last night, yesterday, a book recommendation. We already bought it. Yeah. So thank you for that tip. Well, I just finished one um, that I mailed off because I borrowed it from my cousin in um, Colorado, Fault Lines by Vadi Bachman. Have you guys heard of that oh, one? Oh, I have a book by Vadi, but not that one. Yeah, it's really good. It's his most recent one. And that yeah. one, you'll want to spend some time. I, it took me a couple months to read it, but I, I finished that one and it was very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. We've enjoyed this time with you and you know, we'd love to have you back again. I'm sure when Dave and Scott are back, they love to have you too. They got to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> it's went Indeed. so fast. Two minutes already over ladies. Oh, I know it goes way too fast. Say it isn't so. <laughs> okay. You have a good one. Thank you ladies. Bye. You too. Thanks again. Bye-bye.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.